It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. The Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. And I'm Jeremy Miller. And man, Jeremy, I got to tell you. I'm still on cloud nine over last week's episode with Clay Aiken. I mean, talk about an incredible episode. I loved having Clay Aiken here. I hope I really, I seriously hope we get to have him again here, man. I, I hope so too. He was an awesome guest, definitely one of our best. And uh, the response has been great. And it just, it was really a pleasure getting to talk with him. And talk like saying that response is great is an understatement to say the least. I mean, we've gotten so many people uh, hitting us up, you know, the watch. It's probably one of our most viewed episode thus far, to be honest with you. And it's man, I gotta, I gotta tell you, it was just, it was just an amazing, amazing, uh, amazing episode to, for me, man. I mean, I know it was for you. You're a fan, you know, your, your mom was, a, your mom was a fan. Joni's a fan. So, I mean, we had a lot of people that were fans on here. So very much a great episode to say the least, man. I, I agree. And even beyond being a fan and it was very cool, just as someone who appreciates his singing and really likes his music, um, that was cool. But just as an overall episode speaking as you know one of the hosts that was just a fun episode he's oh, yeah. incredibly funny he's very smart uh very witty and it was just it was great to have him on 100 percent wanted to welcome everybody uh to the stream so far uh we got jc in there meg cindy welcome everybody and uh cindy actually goes ahead to say uh happy father's day uh father's day is this sunday so happy father's day to you jeremy Thank you, thank you. Uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, you have a great one. I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, I know that beside the fact of the matter that you're a pain in my ass, uh, you are a great dad. I got to say this. You raised, you know, three great kids, three, three great boys. Thank you. And, you know, you are a great dad. So definitely happy Father's Day to you, man. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate it. I'm sure I'll get a call from the boys at some point during the day. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Uh, so moving on to some uh, some news here, we got we got a couple of fun things to talk with you, all you guys about uh, in today's news stories. But before we get to that, normally we do a TikTok blind react, but today TikTok's been kind of lacking a little bit. Everybody's been mainly talking about the Las Vegas aliens. Uh, so, which actually, if you haven't seen that video, go watch it. It's really creepy. It's weird. Um, even the the Las Vegas police officers were like, "Yeah, we saw the light," and then a few minutes later we get the call yeah don't ever call us for anything like that is a kind of a funny situation they're like don't call us for that call someone else <laughs> but um besides that we actually have a few fun videos actually uh from this one these are coming from instagram this time around and uh the first video has to do with a little prank that uh, parents did on uh on on i think it was maybe the grandparents i don't know who but this prank like this is actually a really good one go ahead and check it out look at emerson <gasps> <laughs> that's a good glance, one at first glance they're like oh my god the baby's floating <laughs> i i wouldn't have been that worried i'd be like ah oh, get the camera um, <laughs> the face on the baby's expression though I that mean, was like, awesome no the baby was perfectly contented he wasn't worried so if the baby was fine i'm fine yeah no it was it was freaking hilarious because it's like it's like all of a sudden the baby's like sure why not <laughs> let's go ahead and do this why not <laughs> i don't know if i told you before kirk carried around a picture for a long time in his wallet um of his youngest 
son and they had duct taped him to the wall. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, had a chair under him and everything else and him and the siblings duct taped him to the wall and oh, then pulled wow. the chair out and took a picture and Kirk would always, yeah, you know, I'm a little strict with my kids, you know, when they get out of line here, this is, you know, and he'd show the picture. Find that video. I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see that one. <laughs> oh my God. And this other one that I got going on, uh, this now many men are always intimidated uh, by other men and, you know, pretty much and they're intimidated for the fact of the matter of the whole term size matters. In this particular case, this young lady actually defines that, but not in the way that most of us would think. Go ahead and check this out. I don't think you know how big 12 inches is. Do you see that? Just in scale? Where is that going? Not in here, okay? The average gal is going to get about that much. Maybe this if they're a pro, but the rest of that, completely unmanageable. This is the biggest I've ever seen in real life, but this is fine. It's completely fine. This fabulous, almost too big, definitely too big, fucking sick day, ER, <laughs> 27 club, and now I'm just skipping my next life. Anything after that is entirely unethical. I don't think we know what we're talking about. <laughs> Oh my goodness, she is too funny. <laughs> yeah, I honestly I hadn't even seen the entire video until right now. So <laughs> she is too good. That was hysterical. <laughs> oh my god. And we got we and we have already here. We have Meg saying uh she's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had many, many, you know, female friends in my life, and they are all of the same opinion. You know, they've seen those pictures, they've seen those films or those scenes, and they're generally like, yeah, get that thing the hell away from me. Yeah. <laughs> is their yeah. general response. And it's so funny because, I mean, during my during my days uh, in the club industry, I met a lot of, you know, w w ladies in the adult film industry, and many of them actually agree. Sometimes that's too big. Like, sometimes when they when they do their scenes, they're like, yeah, we have to stop halfway through because it's hurting it, it gets to the point where porn it's... stars we're talking about yes so yes i would say star. the average woman does share that opinion yeah well, maybe it, not i don't know I'm not a woman but most well, of my female friends have have been of that opinion you got a lot of females that are that are that are deemed size queens they're called size queens that they love that size they love them like damn near horse size you know okay. but it's it's one of those things it's very few and far between i mean there's like most women like the average Average women are like, no, sometimes it's too big. It, it tends to hurt a lot. It makes it, sense. I mean, and, and, like I said, I've, most of my friends were like, their actual words was, get that thing away from me. Yeah. You know? no. it's, so I, I understand. And that, that's very believable. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's crazy. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm sorry, Dan. I had your comment on for a second. I just like saw that right now. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it, it, to, to be honest with you, I mean, size does matter, but I think it's it's a different type of matter. Um, <laughs> so it's like size does matter, guys, but not in the way you think. So keep that in mind always. Uh, in this other video, this is actually a pretty a prank that went the other direction that the other person didn't think was gonna go so yeah just check it out are you ready tom we're gonna have a chugging contest you ready okay three two one go <laughs> rick <laughs> it's a smart setup smart That's setup you gotta love that. You gotta love these types of setups. So yeah, next time we we do a chugging contest, beware, Jeremy. Oh, I, I check all. You you forget. Kirk primed me well. <laughs> I, I I lived around one of the most devious human beings that has ever lived when it comes to pranks. So believe me, I like double and triple check everything oh yeah well you know i mean one of these days you know yeah 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 i might be able to catch it. anyways <laughs> moving on to some other uh funny things this is the funniest thing so i um recently earlier this week we went ahead and uh, we have to congratulate al pacino because at 83 he's still having kids but 
it's the funniest thing because I, I have a very different view on that. I'm not sure congratulations are in order. If I'm 83, I have no interest in having. A, well, I mean, I, 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 in the house. well, I mean, when you when you have that much money, you know, I mean, it pretty much gets to the point where it's like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, and at 83, he's pretty much going to be like, well, you know, uh, I'm not even going to get into that. But the the funny part about that whole thing is the way TMZ posted the announcement now mind you we've had a lot of tragedies this week in a lot of actors passing but look at this tell me if at first glance you didn't think something completely different when you saw this picture on social media i mean when i first saw it i was like oh my god is he oh no he's alive okay never mind <laughs> when you see this well and the wording with i'm a dad if you just barely glance at that <laughs> yeah you 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 might take that a completely different way i, but, mean, I mean i'm not being mean to al but does that look like a man that is ready to have a newborn in yeah no no not even a little bit i mean <laughs> i that's just i mean what are you going to do with the kid at, at at 83? I mean, how are you going to be able to play with the kid at 83? I don't know. One of my very good friends, my tennis partner in high school, his dad had him very late in life. And by the time we graduated, I believe his dad was already like 76 years old, 74 years old. And that was when we were graduating high school. Now, this was a young 74. This was a man who was still out playing tennis every day, spent the weekend at the tennis club, you know, playing all day long, keeping in shape. But I mean, guys do it. And, you know, he was out there. He was out there playing with his kid and being a dad even well into his 70s. So well, I mean, look at look at look at, you know, look at Alan. Yeah, 69 years old and was going out to play hockey with his kid. So, you know, it's there are plenty of guys who have kids late in life um, and some are very capable of, you know, handling it and are in the shape to be able to participate. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, but Derek is saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> I have a hundred thousand that says he won't see his kids graduate. Oof. I mean, it's, it's, that's it's, what we're all thinking. You're probably right. I mean, that's, that's the, I, I mean, it's I mean, 83 it, years old. You're talking about 91. Uh, yeah. Like, that, that's, that's a long shot at, at 93. The kid's going to barely be 10. Well, especially, I mean, I'm not being again, I have no issues with Al Pacino at all, but he you know has what? a reputation for having lived very hard for a long time. He was quite the partier. He was quite the, you know, hard living guy. So, um, you know, at 83, I'm not sure how well he's got to be holding up. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know him. Yeah. And I mean, uh, we have Danny that also uh, mentioned the pretty much what we were talking about with Alan it says Alan was in great physical shape, avid exerciser, playing tennis and hockey and bam, has a massive heart attack just like that. Well, I mean, Alan's was actually what's known as the widow maker. It's not a uh, heart attack, so to speak. It's actually something that I don't know, one in whatever men have and women can have it, too. It killed Lucille Ball. But it's mm. an aorta in your heart that is weak, essentially. There's just a weakness in the lining of it, and you move the wrong way, and one day it just snaps. Wow. You basically bleed out internally within minutes. Um, they say that if, if you happen to be on the operating table when it happens, you have about a 20% chance of living. So wow. if it happens to you anywhere else, you're basically gone. That's just it. There's just no, there's just no prevention. There's no, there's nothing that could prevent it from happening. And it's happening. taken a lot of great people from us. I mean, I'm sure the numbers are astronomical because it's a lot more common than people think. But Lucille Ball, John Ritter, Bill mm -hmm. Paxton, Alan. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, people in the entertainment industry that went way too early because of that. True facts, true facts. And, but I mean, like, you know, with this, with, with Al being a dad at 83, like, the 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 whole point of this is just the misleading like oh yeah picture is so misleading no, and the if, you really, like, if you really just like, glanced at that quickly you might oh my god al's dead uh yeah i had to take a double take when i saw it and i was like <laughs> is he what oh no wait he's a dad i'm like you idiots i i'm wondering if they did that on purpose and then they, they probably did you put a picture of him looking like this oh it gets more clickbait of course <laughs> come on this is just all bad tmz come on 
do a little better. Do a little better, guys. <laughs> uh, coming, moving on to some crazy and outlandish news from around the world. Uh, woman goes to great lengths to learn English. Jeremy, what's this all about? Hey, so we have a woman in Hanville, Louisiana, and um, she wanted to learn English so bad that her and her mom forged documents and forged like birth certificates and, and passports and things and enrolled her in high school so she could learn English. She's 27 years old. And they enrolled her as a 17 year old. Oh my God. <laughs> so, so is this like a never been kissed moment with Drew Barry? Well, here's the thing. She actually went to school the entire year. Apparently she participated in no extracurricular activities and there have been no reports of inappropriate behavior. It, the, the, even the sheriff said, it seems there's no nefarious reasons behind this at all. It was as simple as she wanted to learn English. And the sheriff's response was, you know, we have GED classes and community courses that are free, yeah. right? So now her and the, her mother are being charged with misdemeanor charges of falsifying and injuring public records. Oh, my God. Like all because she wanted to learn English and, you know, wanted to become proficient in English. Again, the sheriff's response was just too perfect. He told the mom, he said, you do realize there's GED courses and there's community, you know, local community courses at the community center that will teach her for free. I'm done with society. I, I quit society altogether. Um, come on. Like, seriously, you can't think of something like that. It's all over the place. Do they like what were they living in Amish country? That they didn't don't they don't have any type of technological advancements that they could actually look online and say, hey, learn English, GED courses. I mean, even even immigrants from third world countries that probably don't have Internet know this. Well, <laughs> I mean, online. if you ask the people in your community and most immigrants that I have known tend to hover in their community where they feel safer, I'm pretty sure there'd be someone who knows that's available to them. So, yeah, I just it's just out. It's insane and outlandish to me that they would go to all that trouble, falsify federal documents to get her into school just to learn English. I wonder if any of the teachers caught on quickly. They're like, hmm, you don't look Appar apparently she made it through <laughs> the entire year and it wasn't until after she had graduated or had progressed the year that the school district got a tip that one of their students um, who was 17 might actually be in their mid-20s. So an investigation began and it was found to be this woman. It took them a year. I mean, that goes. Okay. What's the name of this high school? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make sure that I there. And the school district is saying that they are reviewing their, you know, admission procedures to be more stringent to weed things like this out. Oh my God. What else can they say? Okay. If you guys have ever seen the movie, um, not, not a, another teen movie. And there's a scene where they make fun of never been kissed mm -hmm. with a woman this looks like she's a hundred years old that people thought, Oh, she's just another high school student. That's what this reminds me of right now. More than more so than never been kissed. You keep referencing never been kissed, but it actually had been done before. Never been kissed was not a remake, but kind of a takeoff on there was a film in the eighties called just one of the guys. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. That was, you know, the older sister had already graduated. Now she's, you know, becoming a journalist and she goes back and convinces her brother to help her and all the still has one of the greatest lines ever in films. He's given her, you know, instructions on how to be a guy. He says, you got to scratch your balls. You got to. <laughs> She's like, well, what if, what if my balls don't itch? I just don't scratch. It's okay. And he goes, all balls itch. <laughs> <laughs> So she spends most of the film trying to not look awkward while doing all this. A very fun film. True words are never spoken. <laughs> <laughs> all balls itch. That's so freaking true. Anyways, on that note, let's go ahead and move on. We have another uh, story. Bad Dream gets man arrested. Come on. 
Come so, on. Uh, we have an Illinois, a man in Illinois, who police responded to a call of a gunshot victim at this address. When they arrived, they found that the man, 62 years old, told them that he was having a dream that there was a he was having a, a home invasion that someone was intruding and in his dream he grabbed his 357 and pointed it out the intruder and fired when in reality he somehow grabbed it in his sleep and shot himself in the leg <laughs> and this is in florida <laughs> now there's no charges for that in particular but in reviewing this case they found that he actually had a warrant out or no, no, he didn't have a warrant out. His license to carry and to own the gun had been revoked and he was no longer allowed to even possess a firearm. Oops. So he's now been arrested for illegal possession of a firearm as well as a disorderly discharge of a firearm. So let me see if I can kind of play by play this here when he goes uh, into lockup. What are you in for? I had a bad dream. <laughs> I shot myself. What are you? Nobody will mess with him. He just got to play crazy. Yeah, what right. I shot myself. What are you in for, motherfucker? You know, <laughs> I had I had a bad dream and I shot myself. How about that? That's right. That's They'll right. Leave him alone. <laughs> it's like, dude, this guy's crazy. Let's get the hell away from him. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, the stuff. I mean, the cops must be cracking up though. Like oh, I'm sure they up. were. And again, it's just random, just absolutely random circumstances. This guy shoots, which first of all, folks, I understand the argument of you want your home protection weapon nearby, but having it loaded and within grabbing distance while you're asleep, if you're somebody who has vivid dreams, like is probably one of the stupidest things you could possibly do. Oh my God. That's a dumb. That is, that takes the cake right there. That just takes the cake right there. Ah, you gotta love these stories. Moving on to something, moving on to a different one now. We got a very expensive meal or a very expensive free meal. What's this about? Again, we have a uh, an idiot. Are these guys in <laughs> who Florida got himself or, arrested? Or, or are they taking a break? No. Again, we still we still have not gotten back to Fort Florida yet. This is just amazing to me. Um, oh, wait a minute. No, Cobb County's Georgia. Oh, so close. We got we got close. <laughs> we got close. Anyway, we have a man who went to the Juicy Crab, which, by the way, they're all over and they're actually really good if you like a crab. You know boiling pot type place mm -hmm. and uh we have a man who thought he was going to get himself a free meal so he ordered a bunch of food he ate and he dined and dashed but he left his cell phone at the restaurant nice, <laughs> nice. his screenshot was his photo it was a selfie oh so it wasn't God. hard for them to find who it was look him up and track him down when they did that, they found that he had a warrant out for his arrest. Wonderful. Um, for here we go. Attempted murder. What? So because this moron wanted a free meal and didn't want to pay for it, he's now been arrested on murder charges and will be facing some serious, serious time. So, yeah, that's one expensive meal wow all be all because he just wanted to dine and dash yeah don't dine and dash if you got a murder you know beef come on folks wow and then he left his cell phone with a selfie in it beautiful you huh? gotta love how moronic this guy was yes yes jc jc went ahead and commented america's dumbest criminals needs to recreate this one yeah they really really do <laughs> this is just stupidity this like, well, you know what? A lot of police officers, they always say that criminals are just stupid. Like they're just plain stupid. That's why it's so easy to catch them because they're just stupid. Well, it's there's there was a running line on the show Blue Bloods that um, Donnie Wahlberg and Tom Selleck would say often when someone would comment on the stupidity of one of the criminals or something else. And he'd say, we rarely catch the smart ones. Yeah. 
That's very true. And that it was a running thing throughout the show. We rarely catch the smart ones. There's just a lot of stupid ones. So yes, we make a lot of callers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's true facts. It's true facts. I mean, it's just, oh God, it's just, and the, and the same thing goes for the TV show, The Rookie. I've been watching that one too. The same thing. It's the same running joke. It's like, we just keep like, it's like, it's like, I love, I love the criminals are this stupid because <laughs> they just keep on catching them. JC. <laughs> We'll get to that we'll get one. We'll get to that in just a sec. Um, and uh, you know, and in other news, guess what, JC? I got some good news for you. Florida man almost loses his leg. <laughs> yes, Florida man is back, ladies. Florida and gentlemen. man is back. I was able to find something. I was able to find this little treasure trove actually last week, uh, which is amazing. Now, this is coming from uh, at puberty on on Instagram. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read you guys this. A Florida man almost lost his leg to deadly flesh-eating bacteria after he was bitten by a family member. Uh, it goes on to say, a Florida man almost lost his leg after he was bitten by a family member, causing a flesh-eating infection. Donnie Adams, 52, stepped in to break up uh, a brawl at a family event in February, Tampa Bay Times reported. Later, he realized he'd been bitten on his thigh during the kerfuffle. <laughs> That's how they said it. Uh, he, went on, he went to the ER for a, ten, uh, a tetanus shot and antibiotics and was sent on his way. His doctor said a human bite can contain more dangerous bacteria than a dog bite. Quote, I would have never imagined that a human bite would turn into something so horrific as a flesh-eating bacteria, Adams told WSAV. But he told the Tampa Bay Times, quote, a human bite is dirtier than a dog bite as far as the kinds of bacteria that grows. So, um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this happened in Florida. Meg, in the house. Meg just said, why are people in my state so weird? What the hell? Meg, I don't <laughs> know. I will tell you this, though. Florida man has taken a break recently. It's been a good solid six weeks since we've even talked about Florida man. So, hey, yeah. maybe they're getting better. Who knows? <laughs> here's here's hoping. But, God, they just, they just, they really, they really should have a lot of it's just it's the florida stories they should come up with a show called the florida man stories because they're just always there and they're just so juicy every single time they tend to be pretty good i i have found a few websites that like to focus on those stories but again hey he doesn't always you know F florida man doesn't like to make an appearance too often he likes to dole it out occasionally just a little bit here and there but we've missed them though we've missed them so i mean this one this is a this is like you know this is a, a little treasure that i found i was like Ooh. oh I'll tell learn. you, though, I mean, what makes it funny is that it's if a family member that they had a, you know, a, a family blow up. But I actually had a guy, this little punk. I got in a fight years ago. <laughs> this guy had thrown a, it. thrown a bottle at my buddy's car and I lost it and went after him. And he grabbed me by the, my ponytail at the time. So pulled my hair and bit me. I was you like, dude, was are you four? He you did. He pulled my hair and bit me in the back. Teeth marks and everything. I was bleeding. I had to take care of that thing really quickly because oh, I didn't God. want this exact situation. You know, um, in Star Trek, when uh, Klingon bites a person, it's usually the start of a mating ritual. I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, he did pull my hair. I'm just uh, saying, you had, yeah, you must have had long locks for some reason. You know, it's like, ooh, let me bite him hard. <laughs> oh my god! Well, that was that was a fun one for Florida man right there. And Florida man, please don't ever disappoint us. Keep them coming because we love to talk about you. In entertainment news, this week was the unfortunate passing of actor Treat Williams. Uh, he passed away in a fatal motorcycle accident. And I, in reading this story, what was even sadder about this is that he was still alive when when uh, the accident occurred he was actually still uh he was still uh, talking to paramedics and everything and uh so far according to news reports that uh, he had he had a head-on collision with an suv and the driver has not been charged with any criminal <clears throat> with any criminal uh charges or anything like that but the police is still investigating what happened mm -hmm. to me according to reports from what i've read it sounds like it was an actual legitimate accident 
uh, and it was just an unfortunate accident. But according to the news reports, Treat was uh, conscious during this and in a lot of pain. Uh, he was immediately trans airlifted to a local hospital in New York where he was pronounced dead uh, at the scene. So this is this is a tragedy uh, because Street Williams, again, great actor. First time I saw him was on and was in the TV show Everwood. And it was just it was a tragedy altogether. A treat was a great actor, um, you know, very iconic in a lot of different roles. Um so yeah, this is this is sad news to hear. Uh, I've told you before, I've lost two very, very good friends in motorcycle accidents, as well as my older stepbrother, who almost died and had the entire right side of his body crushed um, in a really bad accident. So I, I've told you, I was raised around biker culture. I was raised around it. I love motorcycles. I love riding um but i would never own one in a major city you're already taking a huge huge risk and the more idiots you have around you who may do dumb, dumb stuff the you know the greater chances you're gonna put it down um my uncle is the only motorcycle rider who rode their entire life that i know that never laid his motorcycle down not one time uh that doesn't happen that's rare so if you're gonna take that risk you know man minimize as many of the factors around you as possible well this is and this is the irony of ironies you're talking about big city this happened in east dorset vermont oh this, wow yeah this is this is the this is the craziest part is that this didn't even happen in a big city mm. this happened in a small place of east dorset vermont so it could happen anywhere i mean it's if it could if it could if it definitely could happen in a big city it could happen in a small place like this and it's just you know again when i saw it i was in shock because i mean treat williams you would have never even guessed that he would pass away like this and to hear to hear even worse that he was still alive and in a lot of pain that breaks your heart that that's that definitely breaks your heart to hear something like this you know so i mean we have uh, jc that uh, made a comment saying uh, treat was an unmatched icon and this was a horrible loss to the entertainment world godspeed good sir uh we ha i got to agree with that again you know the characters that he portrayed again I, I really only saw him in everwood and the character that he portrayed there was just of a loving father and just you could see it in his face he seemed like a really really sweet man he played a lot of great roles if you look back at his film roles especially in the 90s um early 2000s he had a lot of really good ones one of my favorites uh is just one of his campiest but just totally fun which was uh the substitute two um and he just he played a very kind of aloof, uh, strong character like he usually did. And anyway, Treat was absolutely iconic. It's it's definitely a shame. And I'm going to miss getting to see him on the, you know, on the big screen. Definitely a huge loss. So condolences go out to his family during this rough time. In other entertainment news, Pete Davidson has been charged for reckless driving. As everybody knows, Pete Davidson uh, had an accident earlier this year and crashed his vehicle into a house. Now, many people probably thought that he was under the influence. Doesn't seem like uh, they tested him to see if he was under any type of influence. He wasn't. But still, uh, yeah, it's a reasonable assumption. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. And uh, but the district attorney's office uh, of Los Angeles County has officially charged him with one count of reckless driving. Uh, and this is about three months after the crash. Nobody was hurt in this. But unfortunately, I mean, just because no one was hurt, it's still something that happened. So the question is, how reckless was this? I mean, to me, it would seem like it's an accident, but if they're charging him with reckless driving, that means he must have been distracted or something happened that caused this accident to begin with. Well, you get re you can get a reckless driving charge just for having any sort of an accident when you were going a certain uh, speed over the speed limit. You can get a reckless driving charge for having, you know, changed lanes unsafely. You, there's a lot of different, very small, minor things you could get a reckless driving added on if there's an accident involved. Um, 
So I, who knows? I can, I can speak for me. I know how I drove, especially when I was young. And this was, you know, how I drove sober. And it was, it could very, 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 very easily be described as reckless. I had many close calls. And if any of those had actually turned into accidents, I probably could have been charged with reckless driving as well. Very, very true. I mean, uh, you know, it seems that uh, the the Miller family definitely has a, a a tendency to drive recklessly, and I can attest to that in many many ways. I'm telling Josh, you said that. <laughs> I didn't say any names. <laughs> Word of advice, folks: never get in the car with his brother, John. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. He will Josh, make you pay for that. Josh, I'm sorry. If you're watching this, I'm so sorry. But Josh is gonna take you for a long ride next time. Dude, seriously. As soon as like, folks, as soon as I got out of the car from driving with Jeremy's brother, I was like that kid from the movie The Pacifier. Jumped out of the car. I'm like, land! <laughs> Kissing the ground. Thank God I'm alive. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Anyways, <laughs> no, I mean, and in, in, in this particular case with uh, with Pete Davidson, um, again, you know, it, it's it, they're still unclear about how he lost control of the vehicle. Uh, but according to TMZ, it says, quote, but sources familiar said he hopped the curb and took out a fire hydrant before hitting the side of the house. Thankfully, no one was hurt. So, I mean, if if he was if he was like if that's the case then pete has to fight this you know and saying that maybe it was something faulty with the vehicle maybe it was it wasn't exactly uh the driver that was at fault maybe it was the vehicle that something happened that he rented who knows it could be any number of things that could there's have come. so many different th i mean he could have come around a corner a little too quick and lost control you know you'd easily go up over the curb doing something like that that would get a reckless driving charge because you were driving over the speed limit and so i mean there's so many little things this could be that it doesn't have to be this big you know he was out of control madman kind of a scenario exactly he doesn't seem like the type anyway you know he no. seems pretty mellow for the most part so i don't know uh jc is saying reckless driving is so wide defined and wide examples even just touching the lines i've seen people get tickets for it for that I mean, but that's that's only if the office is a real jerk. You know, I mean, sometimes I mean, I'll be honest, I have a buddy of mine uh, who's LAPD and he's even told me that you could get a ticket for even driving with sandals on instead of clo closed shoe, closed uh, for having open toed shoes or mm -hmm. driving barefoot. You could get a ticket for that as well. So there's many, many ways that a person could actually receive a ticket or even like you said, JC could actually be charged with reckless driving. There could be just little teeny tiny things. So um, who knows? Maybe the DA is just looking to like get famous and just put that out there. That's another possibility. To well, say, you got to It's not the DA that's putting, you know, all this. Uh, this is public information. The media is going to be on it requesting, you know, anything they can get and releasing all this crap constantly. So if they get an, you know, if, if the DA's office gets a request from one of these news outlets, you know, for an update, he has to tell them what's going on. He has to tell them if he's being charged. He has to tell them all of that stuff, unless the case is being closed to the media, which does happen with some of the bigger cases. This isn't that big of a case. So I don't know if he's trying to really make a name. It's the media that's dragging this out and trying to make it a big story. Yeah, that's very true. That's right, and you gotta like you gotta admit that TMZ is uh you, 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 they'll go ahead and grasp it as for anything, especially right now because of the writer strike. There's not much out there. <laughs> Which, by the way, we stand with the WGA. I stand with the WGA because as a writer myself, I mean they got to get their first share, you know. And and because of the writer strike, there's a lot of. I mean, I just heard today that Daredevil and uh, the new Penguin series have been have been put on the back burner until the writer strike mm -hmm. is over. That's what I just you know, heard today. It, it's got to be dealt with. And, you know, it almost all revolves around the new media licensing for streaming deals and all that kind of stuff. The actors in their last negotiations address some of those. It was not addressed as far as it needed to be, in my opinion, but it got addressed where, you know, there's going to be more pay for, you know, mid-level actors and stuff 
on for the streaming packages and stuff like that because streaming changed the way this all happens i mean it, it did it, it killed movie sales yeah. it you know it's it's really changed the ball game so you know these these artists are trying to get paid for their work you know as and fairly so it's it's just a new it's a new market new media and they've got to find their way you know they've got to find what is fair they've got to get an honest answer from the production companies as to what's coming in which is very hard to do production companies don't like to share numbers um you very know true. For, so, for, me, for, for, for good reason too because they're like oh if they see the numbers they're gonna want more money well, it's, I mean, that's, that's production companies have always done that. That's why, um, you know, getting points on the back end. Actors have always been taken care of very well when it comes to getting points on the back end. Yeah. But writers, as well as other people in the industry who get points, are almost always screwed out of that money somehow the production company you know oh it costs us more here and more here and this is we this is we only made this much profit you know when in fact they made millions and millions and millions and so pr production houses are always trying to do that kind of thing well to the point we're actually like uh like we're gonna uh, move on to sports here uh soon but uh now that i bring up this point actually there was there was talk that sag and jeremy you're part of sag still uh there was talk that sag was actually going to be going on strike too i mean seeing that you're a part of sag have you heard anything about this the last i had heard was we were set to be joining um in you know joining the strike in solidarity sometime in the next week or two and that was about two weeks ago so i don't know i haven't heard any updates we haven't been contacted by our representatives to say yes we're moving forwards so i really don't know at this point this is a mess i i, I mean i i just look at it as there needs to be some sort of fair resolve here um you know there's only so many people that can binge watch after a while and then just say okay we need something new here because they're driving ourselves crazy and the people that bring us the good you know the good stories are writers without writers you got nothing hey, look at lucas man when lucas leaves the film alone and lets someone else write it great star wars film when lucas writes it himself what what happens folks you need great writers. You need them. If you want great entertainment, you need great writers, and those people need to be taken care of. So this this will get worked out hopefully sooner than later. Um, but the industry cannot run without quality writers. It can't. And the people in charge know that. So so far right now, what they're doing is they're they're not only are they are they, you know, because I mean, Hollywood's not stupid. They have, they have their uh, vault full of movies and stuff like that that still haven't even been released yet that have already been filmed and they've already been done. So they're, they're like, you know, they have their little stash well, ready they to go. Do, but to counter that just a little bit, they do. But most of those films were not good enough to get an immediate release. They were shelved for a reason. They were shelved because eh, we weren't so crazy about it. It's not the right time for this or whatever. So they're going to their B squad. Okay. This is not the top quality stuff and their profits will, will, will reflect that. So again, they, they, there's only so much the industry can do without paying the writers properly. At some point they're going to have to pony up. Agreed. Agreed. Well, we'll go ahead and see what happens with that. Hopefully they'll come to a resolution soon because again, there's a lot of TV shows, a lot of stuff that people are looking forward to that won't be able to watch it until the strike is firmly over and resolved finally in sports conor mcgregor uh, as many of you heard earlier this week uh, he has been accused of rape now a uh, video has research has surfaced actually recently and this is on tmz the of the victim that conor mcgregor allegedly uh forced into the bathroom those reports that he had forced this person in the bathroom in the video it shows that he didn't force anybody he was actually leading uh the alleged victim into the bathroom and uh so far as of 502 a.m pacific standard time there has been an update on tmz saying quote conor mcgregor's attorney Bar barbara r uh lanes uh gelber schatzer and greenberg pa tells tmz sports quote after the video was released by tmz the claimant's 
lawyer now has changed her story. Mr. McGregor welcomes the investigation, which he firmly believes will show the claims against him are false. After not responding to the demand for money made by claimant's counsel, she turned to the media to apply pressure. This is no more than a shakedown. So uh, at this point, it seems that that's, that's what it lo it's looking like. And if many people turn, turn to, to the video that was on TMZ, you could clearly see that the, the alleged victim is voluntarily following uh, Connor into the bathroom and as he closes the door behind him. So that could be something that many people are going to be like, okay, it doesn't seem like anyone was forced into anything. Now, what happened behind those doors of the bathroom is a different story. Obviously, we don't know what happens behind it because the doors closed. So we we have we really have no idea what exactly what really happened there. So I guess we have to just find it's wait and find out, right? Yeah, it's again, it's gonna be a wait and see situation. Um again, I haven't seen the video, but everything I've read about it, it seems to point to what you said and that it does not appear like anyone was forced or coerced or, you know, physically pushed or anything else into the bathroom. Um, again, there is definitely the question of why were you leading this woman into the bathroom? Um, but beyond that, we don't know anything. So again, anytime someone in this position starts changing their story, um, you start to question mm -hmm. their their truthfulness. Um, but we're gonna have to see how it plays out. No, I hundred percent agree. And the the I, I'm reading the comments or the the comments were freaking hilarious. But one in particular that was in the comments is like, what does she think she was going into the bathroom for? A Bible study? <laughs> like I saw that and I was like, that's just wrong. <laughs> it, it's wrong, but it, it speaks to a point. I mean, I'm sorry, but you know, people do have a little bit now give it. I mean, if he did something absolutely horrible behind those doors, forced her, anything like that, that's different. Nothing excuses that. But ladies men anyone someone's leading you into the bathroom you guys have all had drinks or whatever they they're either offering you blow or they're expecting something that's okay? actually what you do there's there's only two you know two things there oh yeah. hey michael good to see you yeah so, i just um long long distance watcher from malta <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, no, I just is the funniest thing. I mean, you know, because again, like you said, like you said, if you're going to the bathroom, there's only two reasons why two people go in the bathroom. Uh, and it's either for, like you said, blow, which that's actually what I was thinking too. Uh, that was the that was actually initially what I was uh, assuming that that's what they were doing. Um, or the other thing. But again, it's completely alleged. I don't want to get in any trouble here but exactly there have been rumors for years about connor's um perhaps enjoyment of certain party favors um that has been a, a widely uh discussed rumor and it has never been proven there's no footage of him doing anything but that has actually been quite a quite a well-known um storyline with him whether it's true or not we don't know but uh, again, if 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 someone's trying to get you to go in a bathroom at a club with them, I mean, use some common sense here. If it's not what you wanted to be doing, uh, then you probably shouldn't. Yeah, no. I, and, and the other part to that is the fact of the matter that, <clears throat> excuse me, that it's just. I think that, you know, and, and this is just my theory here is that the victim is piggybacking off of Connor's very, I would have to say, uh, checkered past of being violent. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, we know that Connor's gotten into fights, bar fights. He's hit, he's hit people that were elderly. Uh, he, he's an easy mark for this kind of thing. He exactly. is because he does have a reputation that is less than stellar. <laughs> Exactly. He's not exactly uh, a mellow person. He's very violent, you know, especially when he has drinks in him, allegedly, you know, these things. I mean, even earlier that night or earlier this week, I don't know if it was that same night or, or, or a couple of days before that night, he had punched out the mascot. But granted, it was it was a gimmick. 
but he really the guy ended up having to go to the hospital yeah the mascot actually went to the hospital afterwards because he got knocked out he got really knocked out it was supposed to be like it was supposed to be a gimmick for his new i guess line of spray or something like that and he even sprayed the mascot they thought he was still playing like you know that he was down no the mascot was actually knocked out he went to the hospital for it so it's 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 chances are that you know with that happening and then coincidentally, this happening, it just seems to me that it's a little bit mm, too, it's just too perfect, that whole thing, you know, that, 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 that chain of events. So uh, it, it, it'll play out in this kind of situation. We still won't really know what happened, but it'll either go away because she's completely full of it. Or if there's any grain of truth to it, he'll pay her off and it'll go away. But then we'll, I mean, if he lays out money for something he said absolutely didn't happen, I, especially someone like Connor, I, I'd be questioning his honesty then. Because if he really, you know, did nothing, I would expect a man like him to fight this tooth and nail. And he usually does. He usually does. At the end, he usually does. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that whole situation. In other sports news, Mexico versus USA soccer game is stopped early by the refs. Now, yesterday, I actually watched this game myself. Yesterday, it was an incredible game. Very high-spirited, very competitive game. Uh, uh, USA beat Mexico 3-0. to zero. Dominated. Uh, dominated. Dominated I mean, this dominated game. I mean, this game. game was incredible, but there was a lot of things that happened. There was red cards being thrown in like like candy. It was oh, there's two on each side. There were four ejections. Two players that I think they were finishing the game with nine players each on the team. They it was bad. Both, both teams were playing shorthanded. But it was going to, but I mean, it's going to affect the USA more so than anything because they have to play on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is going to affect them uh, like a lot, but the, the whole thing that happened because I was watching it from, from start to finish, cause it was a great game. Um, the referees initially had stopped it. And this is like at around uh, 80 minutes. It was the game was practically already over. It was around 83 minutes. Uh, the game was practically already over and the referees had stopped the game. Every time the, the, the goalie would kick the ball, uh, you know, pretty much service the ball uh, in the, to, to begin the, to re, uh, resume the game, the fans would scream uh, in Spanish, uh, a derogatory term in, in Spanish that would basically translate to a male prostitute. And they would call him this every single time. So the referee finally got fed up, stopped the game. He stopped the game completely. As soon as the ball hit the ground, he said, stop the game. So they stopped the game. Something that has never, ever happened in the history of soccer that a ref would stop the game over chance from the crowd, not even because of the players. This had to do with the chance of the crowd. And he stopped the game the first time and added 12 minutes, you know, 12 extra minutes because the, the soccer games end at 90 minutes. So he added 12 minutes. So the game is supposed to go into 90 uh, or uh, what, 100. Time. Exactly. So he added 12 minutes the play the the game resumed so again second time same thing goalie went ahead serviced the ball and again the crowd chanted the derogatory term causing the referee to completely end the game mind you mexico was already down 3-0 highly highly unlikely especially the way the uh usa was playing and the way mexico was playing highly unlikely that mexico would have came back at all but Regardless, the referee ended the game early before even the 12 minutes were even give, uh, 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 fulfilled because of, again, the chance of the crowd. Now, this is something even the common the, the commentators were saying this is something that was very disappointing to watch, something that was very disappointing to see, you know, and hear the crowd say the things that they were saying. It was like, come on, like a little bit more maturity. Granted, this is a very highly spirited rivalry between these two countries and the humiliation was huge because i mean obviously mexico was going in there being the favorite usa i mean even my dad was like you know what this isn't the same usa that was playing you know when they first started in soccer this is a more you know advanced usa they've played through many world cups they have learned from their mistakes they have you know they have uh now played 
they've practiced to the point where they are now a force to be reckoned with in the soccer community. Mexico still has no respect for USA. So therefore they thought it'll be easy for us to take it. And mm -hmm. so, and the fans also thought the same, not so much, especially after this. So it's obviously that the fans were pissed that they were humiliated three to zero by USA. Now, Jeremy, I, I talked with you earlier on about the situation. You said that there was more to it than this. Well, it, there is in just that this is actually something that the IOC has put into effect. Um, this was not just a random decision by, um, you know, this is not just a random decision by a referee. Uh, there is actually new rules the IOC has put in against discriminatory, you know, speech and language and things like that. They're attempting to boost their visibility. They're attempting to boost their uh, television and broadcast deals. And they can't have a nationally televised or world televised event with a bunch of the crowd yelling audibly, you know, a derogatory slur. So this is actually something we're going to possibly be seeing more often. The IOC is investigating more ways to um, I, not punish fans, but limit fans who do this kind of thing over and over from being able to come to the game. It's already done in college football. Mm -hmm. um, there are some really derogatory chants that college teams have for their rivals. But because of the era of television, and great microphones and everything else, those chants are now completely audible. Mm -hmm. So students who get identified doing that stuff can get banned from games. Um, entire student sections have been banned from games. So there are ways the IOC can go about this, but this is actually a uh, directive from the top, basically, to uh, limit this type of stuff in any way they can. It's difficult, though, because, I mean, you have thousands upon thousands of people chanting the same thing. And if you ban that many people, I mean, ticket sales may drop a little bit because it's like, I mean, in a sense, you're also looking at it as and, and granted, we I, I always promise not to get political on here because we don't like talking politics. But it is, in a sense, I would say freedom of speech for many people to express what they what they are thinking, what they are wanting to say. And obviously we have a lot of fans that even during games, they can go ahead and, you know, talk crap to their players, talk trash. Cause that's just, that's just what we've always done. Like for many years, mm -hmm. uh, every fan has always talked crap to, to athletes, you know, because that's just the way we are. We're so, we're so competitive. We're so impassioned by what's going on. I mean, you and I, we, you know, our rival schools, uh, Notre Dame and UCLA versus USC, we're always talking crap to one another about these teams always going at it, you know? So, I mean, it's really difficult for that organization to monitor or to police this because, I mean, this is it something is. that people have done for years. It is, but there are ways it can be done. Like I said, we're in a new era here. Microphones pick up everything. You know, we've got, I mean, how many times do you see coaches getting picked up saying something they probably shouldn't have yeah. on the sidelines now? <laughs> I mean, it happens all the time now. They are trying to do something about it. It has been done in the NFL, which, I mean, you're talking 50, 60 to 80,000 people, college football games, 80 to 100,000 people. They, they have implemented things to curb this. It takes a while. It's not going to happen overnight, but they have been able to implement things to curb this kind of behavior. So I'm sure the uh, IOC is going to be, you know, looking at, um, you know, I'm sure the IOC is going to be looking at that. I agree. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's not going to really do much. I, I let's be, let's, let's, let's go ahead and, and call it the way it is. It's not going to do much. I mean, you're looking at the fact of the matter that there's no way to police thousands of people in the stands from stopping them from saying what they want to say. It, they're going to, I disagree with you in that. Yes, it occurs occasionally, but it has been curbed. It has been curbed in, in the NFL, in college football. They have put things in place. Are you telling me those people are any different than a soccer game fandom? It's still people. If they were able to put things in place that made it work for those other sports, then they should be able to put it in place to make it work for soccer. What I'm saying is that it's not going to be easy. It's not going to no, be easy. It, it, and it certainly won't happen, you know, quickly. 
Um, but over time, once because they've never implemented anything like this. So over time, as they start implementing more things to deter people, I, I think you'll see it change. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I I mean, they they did they kind of did the same thing in wrestling and professional wrestling. I mean, like you would have fans, but this is different though, because you would have fans with signs that mm-hmm. say derogatory terms on it. So they would immediately like the camera would pan and say, Hey, right there, you know, kick them out. They would grab them and kick them out. You'd see security suddenly just like escort them mm-hmm. right out of the building. So I mean, but that's different. Those are signs. So I don't know. I guess we'll just go ahead and see what happens with this. But uh very, very sad to see that the game had to be stopped over this. I mean, it was a good game. Granted, Mexico probably wasn't going to make a comeback, make a comeback three to zero. It wasn't easy, but you know, it is what it is. That's the news in case you haven't heard it. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Navarro Miller report. As always, we will be here next week, hopefully. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, I'm here with this guy all the time. I'm your host, Dave Navarro, as always, along with this pain forever. And I'm Jeremy Miller, the pain, the pain. (laughs) But as always, we wish everybody a wonderful weekend. Again, happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there and to all of the mothers as well to play both parts, mother and father to their kids. Happy Father's Day to all of you, to you, Jeremy. Happy Father's Day as well. I hope you spend it well with your family, my friend. Thank you, my brother. And we will definitely go ahead and see everybody next time. Take care, everyone. You have been listening to the Navarro Miller Report.